0: mix and our drinks a little stronger than you think so get a grip take a sip of that see right trucks jacked up flat bills flip back yeah you can find us where the party's at this is how we roll, roll. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Coach's Corner booth. My name is Tim Eisenhart, and I am, uh, again, surrounded by greatness. I, uh, to my immediate right is is the man himself. Uh, no, it is not Steve from Bonnie Eagle. It is Mad Max, Jason Maxwell. How are you, bud? I am wonderful, Tim. How are you tonight? I'm feeling good. I actually feel right at home sitting in, uh, sitting in the establishment that uh, we're sitting in right now. I was just here about a week ago. I, I'm I'm actually uh I'm actually I was I f I was floored when I read this on Facebook that uh um somebody that we had interviewed several times <laughs> 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 um, bought a I feel I feel like you know that I bought a zoo. You remember that? Matt the Damon? Mar- yeah, the Matt Damon movie and he uh he kind of realizes that he maybe made a mistake. Um uh, I feel like I'm there right now was uh stop, no
1: mistakes here, no. <laughs>
0: So we are sitting in uh, Main Hits in Scarborough, Maine, with the brand new owner and and former uh, podcast guest, um, and we like to like to take credit for all of our guests' uh, successes. So after she was on the podcast, she realized, wow, I could really you know if I can do a podcast six times because Tim <laughs> screws up the the audio, I can certainly buy an establishment, um, and it's a huge undertaking. I'd Danica Gleason, I don't know what you're thinking, but I'm psyched out of my mind. I, I was both floored and psyched out of my I'm not kidding. I was I was pumped because you're the right person to do this job. It just it felt right. Didn't you feel that way? I
2: immediately, when I found out that this was in the works, I said it couldn't. She's the perfect person to do it.
0: Right. If there's anybody in Maine that was going to take over uh, Maine Hits, which is, is in, in my mind, and I know this is not necessarily true, but because Scarborough is such a powerhouse... <laughs> Is always been a softball establishment. I've always felt like this is predominantly softball players out here, and who better to take it than the the best softball player that's ever played in the state of Maine, Danica Gleason, right? And I only, agree. You're only one town over. I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to make up for my brother because my brother always gushes about you and, <laughs> and the, uh, the Hoff too. And the Hoff, they, God, I mean, it's easy it's easy to gush about her. And 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 sitting next to Jason is actually somebody who's been gushing uh, about this person for well over. Twenty some odd years. Her dad, John Gleason. Welcome to the program, John. Thank you. So, so I got to ask, John, did you try to convince her out of it, or did you try to convince her into it? Into it. Into it. So tell hey. me more.
1: Well, it was taking a little while, and I was excited because to see your kid with a passion, yeah, is worth a million bucks. Yeah, and it was taking a long time, and and Bob, who I love, was. Going back and forth, says, you know, you got to make a decision because I'm done. Yeah. Yeah, his daughter's so, out of college, right? And, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, wonderful, wonderful people. And so I said, I woke up about 2 a.m. and texted him and said, I'm just going to sign all the papers. Let's get it done and get it moving. <laughs> Did
0: you really? Yeah. No kidding. That, yeah. That's how it went down?
1: Yeah. I, the light went on. I said, she, she's going to kill it. Yep. And why am I waiting why jeopardize um not doing it right so.
0: it's something that you feel like I feel like she's she's meant to do we're talking about her in the third person like she's not here staring at us right now <laughs> grinning waiting for us to stop because she's a very humble person but uh but it it just felt it felt so right when I saw it on Facebook and I'm I'm psyched to be here but we're not just here uh to talk about uh Danica because there's there's people that are lining up to get to get involved and be uh to be associated with her, I'm positive of that. And one of them is is to my left right now, um, standout player, graduate of Chevers uh, High School, 2011, and uh, went on to play some pro ball. And we're going to talk to uh, a guy named Nick Lops. Welcome to the program, Nick.
3: Yeah, thanks for having me. You're Happy welcome
0: to be here. Yeah, heck yeah. So um, so we're gonna we're gonna talk to all you guys uh, in a second, but we got we got some business to take care of. We got the Mad Max minutes. Yes, we do. Are you ready? I am always ready, Tim. All right. So if, if you're a first-time listener, uh, Jason Maxwell uh, puts together a, a list of the most ridiculous things that uh, he thinks have has happened uh, since our last podcast. And uh, I saw a couple of them, and I think you only have two here, right? Am I correct?
2: Well, uh, if you remember, Steve from Bonnie Eagle advised that the Mad Max Minutes – were a little long. Yep. So I took them from three down to two yep. because we listen to our listeners.
0: Well, you know, we gotta talk about Steve from Bonnie Eagle for a second because uh somehow I don't know how he got our number. I don't know how the the information was leaked, but he got he got our number and called into the podcast and just decided that he was gonna crap on anybody that was that was vertically challenged.
2: And it just so happened that Hutch and I were on the program that night. Right. So that did not go well for either of us it didn't
0: go well and you know what he uh, he didn't get a lot of hits and i'm going to guess that he was not a uh, a well-liked guy in high school if he's if he's picking on people he doesn't even know i mean
2: g- he's from a school not a town
0: yeah he didn't realize that bon eagle was not a was not a town it was an actual high school right i mean i think that, he
2: still doesn't realize that
0: that should have tipped us off right away that you know Steve from bon eagle that would be like, Nick call-
2: That'd be like Nick calling in and be like, this is Nick from Chevres.
0: Right. This is Nick from Chevres. You're not actually from Chevrus. From- so we uh, we hopefully will not hear from him tonight. But I really hope we don't. But you never know.
2: He you has the have- number now.
0: He now has the number, and I tried to change it, but uh, it was going to cost me too much money. So <laughs> so I'm not going to give that number out. But my brother tried to give it out one time, and uh, I don't know. Did you notice that he sounded familiar, Steve from Bone Eagle? He sounded very – like – you could recognize the voice yeah i felt like i had been listening to it my whole life that's it was weird i felt that you know maybe that's why i answered the phone and continued the conversation i don't know but but hopefully we don't hear from that guy again so i'm sorry for interrupting you but um i feel like i should do a drum roll before the mad max minutes but not necessary all right carry on my friend
2: well uh first did anybody hear that doug baldwin was released by the seattle seahawks he was a uh pretty good wide receiver for them, Uh, two-time Pro Bowler, won the Super Bowl, uh, undrafted out of Stanford in 2011, if he had retired like he was talking about, he would have owed the Seahawks $2.8 million, (laughs) but the fact that he was healthy and they chose to release him, he gets to keep the money. Holy smokes. That, I mean, I'm sure it happens a lot, things like that, but when I saw that, I was like, wait, what? He's going to get, like, more money than I'll probably ever see in my lifetime
0: <laughs> like for basically <laughs> just being healthy. <laughs> so why did they – did they give a reason why they released him?
2: I believe he probably had uh, Schneider, John Schneider, the uh, GM, he probably had talks with him and Coach Carroll and basically said, you know, I think I'm ready to hang him up. Yeah. And, you know, maybe it was like an agreement between them. Okay, right. you know, don't retire. We'll release you so you get to
0: keep your $2.8 because we obviously don't need it. I I can't imagine. Like it's such a business, right? It's such a business, and, and Nick Nick's going to speak to it a little bit. But the 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 fact that it was, you know, that they were feeling kind. I don't yes. I don't know. I, that kinda, just doesn't feel right. It's kind of like when you'll hear like a team, you know, somebody
2: has an incentive in their contract, and if they play. 80 percent of the snaps and they only played 79 and then the team like announces on like twitter oh we just paid him his you know incentive it's like it's goodwill gesture and and that just shows you how much money is rolling around the nfl
0: yeah no no kidding any of the any of the pro sports but i wonder if the nfl is is friendlier than baseball because baseball is a really cutthroat cutthroat uh business when it comes to uh contracts, but uh, except, uh, you know, if you're Bryce Harper, Uh, yeah, there's nothing cutthroat about that That one. That was a sick one, but... And hit 230. Right. (laughs) Right. So, all right. That's that's a good one. That's a strange one, but that's a good one. All right. What do you got next?
2: Uh, Number two involves Major League Baseball pitcher Edwin Jackson, who, by the way, did win a World Series in 2011 with the Cardinals. He just set a record playing for his 14th different team of his career. He's with the Blue Jays now. He's a right-handed pitcher, and he broke Octavio Dotel. He had the record of 13 before and, well, obviously was tied with Edwin Jackson. You and I and Mr. John Gleason will remember Octavio Dotel. Mm-hmm. Nick and Danica will not.
0: <laughs> so, so 14 teams. How many teams are there? Are there 32? Or is it 30? 32. How many teams are in the— in baseball
1: I got 30 in my mind I but thought
2: yeah, it
0: was 30 I, It's 30 yeah. 32
2: yeah. in NFL So but I
0: think it's 30 in Major League Baseball He almost played for half of the teams in Major League Baseball Isn't that <laughs> that's, insane? That's awesome
2: And the guy threw a no-hitter with the Diamondbacks back in 2010 And was an all-star for the Tigers in 2009 Yep. Yeah. And after he threw the no-hitter, he got traded that same year
0: <laughs> Something's <laughs> going on there <laughs> Something's up Maybe he was one of those kids that was, uh, you know, hanging out with John Gleason back in the day, back in college. You know, him and, that you know, the,
2: definitely could have been.
0: Could have been one of those guys, and then uh, it, nobody's that all. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so I think I could have done that. I think I could have, I could have played for fourteen teams. I mean, I would have been awful, <laughs> but I could have done it. I could have played for. 14. I, I would loved I to played, do it. I would have hey, I would have played for thirty. Right.
2: But we're gonna hear from Nick a little bit later. I think about what uh, life is like. Not in the major leagues,
0: so so we we are yeah. Um, John, did you ever did you ever get a glimpse of of anything professional or have any desire to play professional baseball after
1: after college? Uh, those are two different questions, right? Desire, desire yes. is yes,
0: yes. Ability, not so much. Not you don't so think much. it was going to happen. Yeah, I know we talked about that. It, before.
1: That was on my notes for last time, right? And, uh, and uh, can you can you text somebody and get
0: that gets <laughs> <a send> over? <laughs> So we are uh, we are here, and I'm gonna I'm gonna start out. I'm gonna leave Danica for the uh, for the end. But Danica, feel free to jump in because I'm gonna I'm gonna be asking you some questions about about Nick here. But I want I want to talk to Nick before we get into this because I want to feed into uh, maybe Nick's uh, reasons why he's 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 over here and, uh, and some of the other stuff that he's done in in life. So so Nick, um, where did you grow up? Where did you, where did you uh, first start playing baseball?
3: Yeah, I grew up in uh, South Portland, Maine, and I've lived here for 26 years now.
0: So you, did you know the Gleesons
1: growing up?
3: I have. John actually sold me the uh, best set of catching gear I ever owned.
1: Can I interrupt? Yes. Because I tell that story <laughs> all the time. So I, your mother was so happy. No, yeah. still I, is. When I showed up at his house, yeah. and, and um, they didn't live on um, – they weren't rich. Yeah. And I'll never forget walking in and, and it made the sales part of it like unimportant when I saw how happy mom and the kid were. Yeah. I mean i i I watched box scores for Nick and said, This kid, this family is yeah. is special.
0: It's special. Yeah. Yeah. What did you what did you think was it, you, he just he get it. He, he gets it, the family gets it.
1: Gets it? I didn't care about talent or yeah. ability. That was really secondary. It was it was about the person, the character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think that
0: that helped him move into the into the next level? His character oh. playing professional baseball. And no ability. question.
1: Yeah, because there's a lot of people just as good as you are. Right. So it's the character that makes you. Yeah. The next step. Puts you to the next level. All right, so you grew up in
0: South Portland. Yeah, and I've, I've got John pooled, it sounds like. <laughs> you do. Yeah, that's pretty good. From what Danica tells me, it's not that hard, though, because he still thinks that like she didn't drink in high school. So. Right. <laughs> Never. No,
1: none of us did. <laughs>
0: so tell me about your, your, your playing days. Why, why, go to, why not go to South Portland? Why go to, why go to Shepherds? Um,
3: Funny story with that. So my mom was raised Protestant. My dad was raised Catholic. And uh, they said, well, where are we going to send him? We should go to a private school, um, follow some religion base. Um, so my mom got to pick elementary school, middle school, um, Protestant base. I went to a school called Greater Portland Christian School. Oh, yeah. Yep. Small little building in South Portland. And then my dad picked Chevrus from before I was even born. And. Um, <laughs> Said my dad actually passed away when I was seven, yeah. and it was sort of a no-brainer at that point. That sure, even if I didn't want to, it, it was, kind of felt like you felt you like had to armed. happen. Sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Yep,
0: that's nice. It worked out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you, 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 did pretty well. Mac McHugh has a very good, very good program over there. Did you, did you flourish under that, uh, under that leadership?
3: Yeah, Mac is, uh, he's salt of the earth guy. Yeah. I mean, um, I was lucky enough to play for him in middle school as well the uh, Southern Maine Catholic uh, Bad News Bears, we call it ourselves. Um, <laughs> so I've known Mac since I was in seventh grade, yeah. and uh, the rest is history. Yeah, so you're the first great.
0: person I've ever heard say something nice about Mac. Oh, is that right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's, just, yeah, he's yeah. paying me to say this. Usually, on right yeah. Now. yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Checks in the mail, Mac. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah. I want my raise. <laughs> <laughs> so you you are a standout. I remember reading your, your name in the paper and uh, thinking, man, this kid's this kid's good. He's a legit legit player and uh you had some success in high school what what happened your uh your senior year
1: um
3: I think it all started my junior year when I put a lot of pressure on myself I got named a captain as a junior and I tried to get two hits in every at bat and uh you can't do that so uh, I really struggled and I think it was my struggles uh my junior year that just helped me go into my senior year with kind of a I wouldn't say carefree but a but
0: a loose kind of soft focus soft relaxation and Sounds like that character it thing, John, has uh, kicked in. There was nobody telling him he just had that self-motivation, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you guys did pretty well your senior year, huh? We did, yeah. yeah.
3: We were 17-2 uh, and, and won uh, the first ever state championship for Chevres.
0: Yeah, that's I love nice. it that he got a little bit closer to the mic when he said that. That's, that's a <laughs> moment of pride. Yeah, I just love that. Who, who did
3: you guys beat in that game, Nick? Uh, we beat Lewiston, which the ironically, that's where Mac graduated. Oh, right. wow. so He's a losing guy. Yeah, I didn't it was, know uh, that. Coming back home party for him.
0: <laughs> yep. So, so the um, so you guys won a state championship. Did you get recruited at that point? Were you being looked at by by colleges? I was. Um, unfortunately for me, um,
3: the biggest year you get looked at is probably your junior year, right. and that's yeah. when I I had my worst season. Um, the best two. I guess offers I had were uh, to have a roster spot at Holy Cross and at Bucknell. Yeah. And then I sort of decided, do you want to go and take a risk to just be a bullpen catcher for four years? Sure. Or go to a local school, good program, and uh,
0: have a chance to play all four years, yep. compete for championships. And Catholic school, too, to boot?
3: Yeah. Yeah. Goes right <laughs> hand in hand. Yep. E- easy transition.
0: So you go up there and you have another jerk for a coach yeah yeah well bad guy right he doesn't know really know much about baseball he's just kind of doing it, it for the paycheck right <laughs> yeah. he, uh he doesn't know much when it comes to the game so yeah. he doesn't put much effort into taking care of the facility <laughs> no yeah. there's there's no preparation it's yeah. just kind of a free-for-all yeah <laughs> <laughs> so tell
3: me about him because i've heard
0: wonderful things about him
3: um, he is just an exceptional human being he runs a top-notch program um, in the hunt every year competing uh, to win baseball games, but it's more so just the young men he molds. Yeah. you know that um as a parent, it must be a good feeling sending your kid to play for him because they're going to come out a, a a real man and just ready to live a good life
0: yeah, do you think he prepared you for the
3: for the next level of baseball he did um once i once I signed the contract, he was a second phone call after my mom, and i I remember crying my eyes out yeah and uh, I could
0: barely get a word out to him, so I owe him a lot. Yeah. So, where did you, uh, um, your checks? Will your checks in the mail? Um, yeah. Again, I want my raise
1: too.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so y- you decide that you're gonna go. You're gonna go do it. You're gonna go for it. Um, how did that come about? How did you go from make the transition? How did they find out about you? Did they Did they find out about you? Did you reach out for them, or how did that all come about? The, the pro contract,
3: the tryout. It was something that I had always wanted to do. Um, I'd actually reached out to Jared Lemieux and talked to him and he told me the best thing I could do is send a bunch of emails, look for tryouts. And that's what I did. I found a tryout down in Delaware for uh, the empire league and I went for it. Yeah. So was Jared coaching SMCC at the time? He was, was not, he was actually, uh, an assist. He was the hitting coach up in Ottawa, Canada for the Ottawa champions.
0: Okay. So you would already moved out. Yep. All right. Yep. Yep. So, so you decide that, uh, you, you go to one of these tryouts. They do work for those people that that wonder because you send kids to tryouts all the time. You think your kids got the, the ability, and then you get mad because nobody calls calls you back. You hear that all the time, and then um, they do work. If you're good enough, they will find you, and they, they know what they're looking for. They know what their needs are. Did you feel like you were lucky, or did you just have a really, really good tryout?
3: I, I think anytime you're successful in this game, there's a lot of luck that goes into it. I think you're lying <laughs> if you say there's not. Timing is everything. Um,
0: yeah.
3: Having a good week down there. It was a little intimidating showing up with, you know, f- over 500 guys competing for 70 wow. roster spots, um, a lot of Division One players with big names. And like I was telling Max a little earlier, a lot of um, guys that had already been, been signed to either affiliated deals or other independent leagues, that, that's just a huge resume booster. And oftentimes they'll see that. And they'll sign somebody just based on that,
0: sure. that that
3: resume. Um, not so much the talent. So it's it's tricky to get your first contract signed.
0: Yeah. So in the in the tier of things, a lot of people think of the major leagues as a show, Triple A, Double A, Single A, Long Season A, and then and then the short season A. Where where does the Empire League fall in that, that tiered system? I know it's independent ball, but yes, where would you rate the the quality of play?
3: the The Empire League is a very new, up and coming. Um, independent league i can see it um starting to flourish um it was starting to when i got into the league and it's only getting better but it's not as high a level as let's say the can-am league or the frontier league but it's a good place for players to get get a start and get that that recognition and be seen and hopefully move up the ladder
0: are any of those teams affiliated to to major league teams No, so it's fully independent because some of those independent leagues are loosely, right? Like the Staten Island and like the New York Penn League and stuff like that. So
3: sure, and so. you'll see guys that um, one of my at bats, they uh, in the Empire League, got to face Jorge De León, oh. former closer for Houston. Sure, and then uh, my roommate actually in the Can Am League. Um, a couple months later, I see him pitching on TV for the Rays <laughs> against
0: the New York Yankees. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so you you played a you played a short while in the Empire League. How, long did you, how many games did you play in the Empire League?
3: Oh, let's see. I was there close to a month. Went through uh, spring training and then went through uh, the first three weeks of the season. Then I'm sitting at Buffalo Wild Wings at 11 o'clock at night after a game, stuffing my face with, uh, with some wings, <laughs> and uh, I get a call from our skipper saying, you're going to Canada in the morning. <laughs> so it's oh, all right. I'm rushing back to the apartment, packing up my stuff, and then out at 7 a.m.
0: So you're there a month somebody sees something in you and you're, you're signed by an upper level, an upper level league. How how does can am, um, how does can am rate? Is that the next level from the empire? Is it, I feel like the can am, the kids that I've heard play and I call them kids now, but they're because I can, John, (laughs) uh, (laughs) guess where, (laughs) um, they, they say it's a good league, but they, um, they feel like they're they're on the same level as maybe a, a Portland Sea Dog player or like a, even you know maybe a Salem uh, a Salem Red Sox level. Is, do, you, do you feel the same way? I do, I do. I feel like on any given day, those two levels
3: very equal. Um, no, I absolutely do. Um, there's a lot of comparisons. The ballpark um, that we were at up in Canada. It's great. I think it's very similar. I've seen the underworks at Hadlock Field, and I, I think it's even a little better. So, yeah. facilities-wise, talent-wise, around the same, I'd say. Yeah. How, how did you do? Um, in the Empire League, I did pretty well. Yeah. I want to start there because uh, the Can-Am. <laughs> There's a reason why they call Not the so <laughs> much. Um, but uh, in the Empire League, uh, it was good. I hit three for the team. I played uh, a lot of first base, caught a lot. Um, and then when I went up to the uh, Can-Am League, I was a backup catcher. And I got one start at DH. And uh, any time I got behind the plate was in extra innings. And they start with a guy on second base already. So you're ah. already in your secondary stance and just praying nothing gets by you and give okay. up the game. Um, I only stayed in the Can Am League about 10 days before I, I decided to call it quits and, and hang them up, yeah. and start my coaching career. But um, roughly close to a full summer.
0: Yeah. of all independent. Ball. So, so yeah. uh, before before we jump to that uh, that decision, because that's a big one. Right? It is. It's a big one for any any player that's that's played their whole life and is passionate about it. But compare the um, com- what was different about the Empire League to the Can-Am League? Was it the pitching? Was it hitting? Was it overall talent? What what, what did you feel um, was the difference between those two leagues? Everything everything goes a step up, even
3: from pay to your living uh, experience. Everything's a step up. Um, talent's better. Pitchers have better stuff. But the thing you'll run into with pitching in that league is, uh, I found out with a lot of the guys I had to catch, they've got great stuff. They throw upper nineties. They've got sharp, sharp breaking stuff. But they just don't know where it's going. Hence right. why they're an independent ball. Right. Yeah. So I actually found um, catching a good game a little more challenging than hitting yeah. a good game. I thought it was it was tougher to present the ball and <laughs> block a. 88 mile an hour slider in the other batter's box so <laughs> right, right.
0: Um, yeah. yeah yeah so so you you come to the, the conclusion that that's it I, I this is not for me i'm gonna go chase my other dream which was to become a college coach so that decision w- does not come lightly had you been thinking about it for a while and then you just said or oh, was it just i know it's time what was it a split decision was it a you seem like the type of guy that thinks about things and, and processes sure. and, and plans. Am I right? Is that is that how long well, it took? Absolutely. When, once I started
3: showing up to the park um, and feeling just a way I'd never felt before and saying, you know, having some hesitation, some second, second guessing, uh, I realized I knew it was time. If my mind was telling me that it yeah. was time, even if it seemed a little premature, um, I didn't the game deserves more than that, somebody that's not a hundred percent invested in playing, so I made the decision. Who was your manager? In the Empire League or in the Can Am League? The Can Am League. It was uh Howlanier. He was uh kidding he was an amazing manager. Yeah. yeah Yeah. former N L manager of the year, I believe. Yeah. He had really yeah. crappy
0: coaches, huh? <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> no. Mac and Will and Hal. Yeah, no, no. Was was yeah.
2: he was he cool with your with your reasoning for wanting
3: to leave? He was It, it was one of the most nerve-wracking conversations of my life. <laughs> not so much the conversation, but just kind of thinking how am I going to go about this? And I didn't want to just not the type of guy to leave him high and dry, leave a note or anything like that. So I I asked him, I said, "Could I come meet with the coaching staff after tonight's game?" We just got to win. I wanted to do it after a win, um, and they were surprised because I think I, I was fairly young, and they saw some potential there, um, and it, it just came pretty quick. So um, they were surprised, and they were great. They said, anything we can do to help, we want to, and if you ever want to come back, um, give us a call. That's that's I never, cool. I, I flirted with it, I'll be honest, a couple of times, but um, at the end of the day, it was just nice to know that I wasn't burning a bridge or uh, letting anybody down. You never burn a bridge. Never.
0: Yeah, Then don't play with matches. <laughs> Those are two words, two things to live by. So, uh, thank you, thank you, Nick. And so, I, 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 the the last piece of this is is where are you now? What's what's happening now? I I already know the answer, and it's it's phenomenal to me. And I I think you, God bless you for trying to um, trying to do all of it at one time, but. Where are you coaching now, Nick?
3: <laughs> oh, let's see.
0: Right now, I'm I'm lucky enough
3: to be double-dipping for both those terrible coaches that I, I grew up playing for. Yeah, that's rough. Um,
0: yeah. You're trying to straighten them out is what you're trying to do, That's right. right. I'm just trying to help them. Yeah. Trying to help them figure it out. Yeah, you felt bad for them. Yeah.
3: Yep. So I'm, I'm the assistant coach at uh, Shepherds High School, the assistant at, at uh, St. Joe's. And then I recently just signed a contract to be the third base coach of the uh, Sanford Mainers this summer in the NECBL. So it's a lot of baseball, but nothing better. And then, of course... Um, a couple weeks ago, getting that call from Danica, it was it was a dream come true because I've always wanted to be part of another, such an amazing facility.
0: Another terrible, terrible person. I know I'm good at <laughs>
3: surrounding myself with all these punks.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so th- she's lucky to have you, man. Um, so I I loved playing baseball. I loved playing any sport, whatever it was. I was outside all the time. But but when I started coaching, I've never felt so rewarded um, as. Or, or felt so successful in sports as I have when I see a kid do really well? Mm. Have you had that moment yet? Have you had a uh, a kid that you've taught and you, all of a sudden they're like, oh, I get it now, mm. and they're successful, and the joy that they feel and that, that that excitement, and you can feel them getting addicted to the same thing that you were, and you can, you can almost live vicariously through them. Have you had that one yet? Yeah, I have. You know that it doesn't happen as often as I would like.
3: I'm still trying to get better <laughs> yeah. at that, but... Yes. Um, <laughs> No, I'll give you a quick story. So last year in a Chevers playoff game, we're we're playing Falmouth and we're tied and it's in extra innings. Uh, We're the home team. And I've been talking to a a player about engaging his lower half using his legs. So I told him it might look silly, but in the on-deck circle, I want you to start doing some lunges and just fire up your legs. And he's up with two outs, guy on second base. And I look over in the on-deck circle and he looks like he's a the CrossFit gym next door. <laughs> and I'm thinking like these, everyone's probably laughing at him, but let's see, I start getting goosebumps first pitch line drive up the middle. Of and course. and it was just, yeah. I think that's the big one that stands out when, uh, when you ask me that.
0: Yeah. I, I, there's there, there are few and far between at times when you get moments like that, but it is so addicting. And I, I remember feeling, I, it was one of my first things. I was doing a, uh, a clinic, Ed Flaherty's clinic, back when I was working for John Gleason, actually. And uh, I, uh, I, this kid, every single time he came into the dugout, he was probably seven, eight years old, but he was at this clinic, and he loved baseball, and he wasn't very good, but his confidence level was just in the toilet. And every time he got out, he'd go in the dugout, he'd start crying, he'd ball up, and it, start crying, and just, I couldn't get him to stop crying every single time. And this is a week-long camp. So by friday i was I was burnt, but i wasn 't going to stop trying and uh, the kid got up with bases loaded in the championship game of course it 's going to be this kid right <laughs> and uh, and he was crying in the in the batters box, so I called time and I went over there and I was like you 're going to do this you get, you know I gave him the pumped up speech and and he kind of looked up at me. And he's got like tears in his eyes. He gets up on the box and rips a double down the line and wins the game. And he comes running over to me from across the field and jumps into my arms. Oh, and I looked over; his, his mother was crying, God. his dad was crying. Oh, I was oh, like, man. and this is just like a little, oh, you know, clinic. And, and I was like, I'm hooked. I am yeah. hook line and sinker. I'm ready to go. And that's that's when I knew I was, you know, eventually going to be a teacher coach. But there, that's it's addicting as hell. But uh, but that's me, Jason. You know. Are you crying right now? Um, I was just thinking that, that
2: I had the greatest job in high school sports, the assistant coach.
0: Mm, mm. You might have something there. Yeah, <laughs> You know what my favorite two positions are in coaching right now is, is the assistant varsity coach or the freshman coach.
2: Ooh,
0: freshman, yeah. freshman sports is where it's at because all you're doing is coaching. There's no pressure to win, lose. You're just coaching kids, and they're getting better. And, and you have your own bus. <laughs> and <laughs> I w- I was the assistant to the assistant,
2: so that's even better.
0: So let's go. Let's go, let's 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 change gears. Um, we uh, we are here with Danica Gleason for the seventeenth time. <laughs> Wait, uh, are you are you recording this? I am recording, it and I'm watching very closely <laughs> that it is all recording, and Danica's microphone is on. The last I think it was I don't know how long ago it was probably six months ago we interviewed Danica. I go home, open up my computer, get ready to edit the thing, because it was such a good interview, and, uh, and my computer crashes. And It didn't crash. It, the power died on it, and I was like, "Ah, oh, crap. So I started it back up, opened it back up, and all of Danica's words are gone. It's just now, everybody else but n- Danica.
2: N- now part of the
0: lost tapes of the, the Coach's Corner Booth. Yep. So Danica, you bought a zoo.
1: I did. Yeah.
0: So tell me about this decision, this ridiculous, uh, spontaneous, maybe uh, decision to to purchase this place. What was going through your head?
4: Well, um, it must have been August, maybe July of last year. Bob reached out and said, hey, I got a group of 14 and under girls who need a coach and I was like no way (laughs) I was like I'm all set with spending my summers coaching but you know thanks whatever and then he says are you sure why don't you come meet him you know why don't you come meet the head coach right now and I did and I was like all right I'll coach him in the fall and there it's a tremendous tremendous group of seventh and eighth graders and um they're awesome and so i stuck around started doing private lessons here um twice a week when i wasn't bartending um and i got full so fast and i was busting out five six lessons a night um going home going to bed working at a restaurant all day the next day um doing the same thing the following night um so it just got it blew up so fast and i think i was better at it than i thought um And I really enjoyed it. Um, So February, March rolls around, and um, still I'm coming from Bates Practices to here at 7 o'clock at night, staying till 9 o'clock at night, doing lessons, and then getting up to do it all over again. And um, Bob walked by my cage one night, and I was giving a lesson. He goes, you want the keys? And I was like... (laughs) i was like uh sure (laughs) and he was like no i'm kind of being serious i'm like in the middle of a lesson and i'm like okay bob sure and then i want i want to walk out i actually i left later than him always but um the next day he was like i'm not kidding like i want to be done with this um in may 1st yeah and so it was kind of like okay cool and so, I guess, I mean, I we had made mention of it to my dad, and um, it was kind of just like, hey, like, Bob wants to sell me main hits. How funny <laughs> is that? <laughs> and um, then, like, March it, and we kind of just decided that we should go for it. Um, definitely at first, I was like, I don't think, like, I have – I, know, I don't know anything about owning a business. I don't. I know things about softball and coaching, and but I don't know how to run a business. I don't know how to do that. Um, but definitely, my dad like talked me into it and was like, "You can do it." Um, obviously, he owned a business, so it was nice to have that and that experience. Um, yeah, and here we are. <laughs> Sixteen days into it, <laughs> and
0: and and it, it, I when I walked in tonight, I purposely asked you the question, "How you doing?" And you kind of look down, and then you look back up, and you look down. I'm doing okay. <laughs> and uh, your head looked like it was spinning. It's it's a big undertaking because it's a well established it's a well established business. It's not like you're starting from scratch and you're right. trying to scrounge for business. There's already business here. Mm-hmm. Bob did a really good job of of picking this business up I remember when it first started when he first opened his daughter couldn't have been more than more than a teenager maybe just a teenager and she was a very talented player and it really I felt like he just opened this place just so she had a she and her friends had a place to play which is why Peggy Siegel started Four Seasons which is now you know all that you know your competitor but it's for their kids and now here it is a well-established everybody knows main hits Mm -hmm. it it's it's a big undertaking Mm -hmm. and uh and you're you're a young kid to me, right? <laughs> no, she is a young kid, <laughs> and uh, and it's a big under. But if there's, I, I really, I really believe that um, that you are the right person because you're both driven. You've got great relationships with people, unbelievable people skills, and your knowledge of the game is. You know who who knows softball better than you, right? right. Or or even the game of baseball. I mean, you get a professional player here that's sitting next to us. That's mm-hmm. that's in the house. You got a dad who played Division One baseball and is knows his stuff you know when he brings his notes and uh (laughs) (laughs) so so tell me what the what the goal is here is the goal to to grow the business is it to uh, absolutely yeah
4: so there's obviously a good base here um and it's more so softball i think um i would say it was a good mix but in the recent probably two years it's pretty much just softball um and you know i think a lot of men's league baseball players are here. But other than that, it's pretty much just softball.
0: Yeah. So you, you're thinking, um, you know, you're going you're gonna to get out. Obviously, you're going to do some summer clinics. You get summer stuff that mm-hmm. you're going to be setting up. Mm-hmm. Um, teams, uh, the privatized baseball and softball is is through the roof. Yep. Are, you, are you guys affiliated with that yet? Or is the goal to maybe get into that a little bit?
4: So we have seven um, softball teams right now uh, okay. called the Lady Mavericks. Okay. Um, we got 212U, two 214U, two 110, uh, 116, and 118.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're in full swing right now. Yep. You like that pun, Jason? <laughs> that was excellent. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> Steve from Bonnie Eagle would be very happy. <laughs> So the, the the crazy thing about the time that you purchase this is the actual time of year, because, right? Because these these winter facilities start picking up in January when when basketball season is kind of winding down, or even maybe in mid season, kids start coming in mm-hmm. and they, they want to get ready for their March tryouts. And you know, eight weeks is eight to ten weeks is usually what I remember as being the the, the training window for a lot of the high school kids. Um. And you bought it kind of at the tail end of that, but with the rain, how has that affected your business?
4: We've been super busy. Actually, mm-hmm. Chevrolet's baseball and softball have been he- in here just about every day it's rained, yeah. um, which is awesome. Um, and people trying to get in, um, kids trying to get in for um, individual lessons after their practices. Yeah. Um, so we've been we've been busy.
0: Yeah very and, busy and it's when i walked in tonight it looks a lot different than the last time i was here i haven't <laughs> been here in three years i walked in it used to be it was all turf straight across and there were cages all over the place and it was you know three or four of the cages were empty most of the time and they were you know the back end was always full and there was always kids roaming around in here now i walk in and there's a full workout facility in here and uh it looks like you guys have kind of partnered up in some of the space and um, is is the goal to maybe get, get to that level of, you know, doing the full service, train the kids sports-specific yeah. or maybe not sports-specific sports and, uh, and get that rolling as well?
4: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, it's great because the guy who owns that, Keith, um, he's so into training athletes and making them better athletes. And that's not something that people always think about when it comes to baseball and softball. They um, think, like, let's squat. Let's, you know, be explosive. Let's... Um, deadlift, let's do all that, where Keith is very big on training athletes, which I think is huge. Um, Softball and baseball are, you got to be a good athlete to succeed at the next level. Um, And Bob didn't always um, intertwine those two. There was options for the girls who were on the team like once a week on Sundays to come in and lift with them, and they would do a class. But um, we're hoping to integrate more
0: of that. When I walked in tonight, I you know a lot of these facilities, um, like the CrossFit facilities, you walk into them. Not that I walk into them a lot. I mean, you wouldn't guess it by looking at me because I'm a specimen. But the um, um, my sister always used to joke that I had strings hanging out of my shorts, and I said, "No, those, those are my legs." Um, but uh, but seriously, I walked in here tonight, and there was it was all kids there Mm -hmm. was there was no adult there was one adult i think in here but Mm -hmm. there was probably 15 kids working out and they Mm -hmm. were you know they were jacked yeah you know and i felt like i was looking in the mirror john but they were a lot younger (laughs) but uh but so it's not just you know it's it looks like those kids are athletes in the area that are that are that are trying to train for whatever their sport is Mm -hmm. so that's and baseball and softball are such a rotational sport you you truly when you say their their athleticism has to be at at a maximum there's stuff in baseball that people don't realize that you're doing right just fielding a ground ball the the fielding a ground ball getting low picking the ball up being coordinated with your feet rotating at the right angle and release point all of that stuff is all athleticism and it's all if if you're stiff you're not going to be successful you're going to be you're going to be you're not going to be able to rotate you're going to pull muscles you're going to do all that so so i saw those kids they were they weren't pumping iron they were they were doing you know the uh, dumbbell lifts and the mm-hmm. I forget what those ones are called, the Russian kettlebells I think they're called. Mm-hmm. Kettlebells. So all yeah. the all the rotational stuff that you need to do. So that that that's a huge part of it. But but there's still this four cages on the back side mm-hmm. which all I think they all retract if, mm-hmm. if I if I notice that right. So you could do you could do a clinic in here yep. and have that running at the same time pretty easily. Yeah. Yeah, so have you have you had little kids in here? Have you had Little League teams uh, in here in the 16 days? Yeah, um,
4: Yeah, Scarborough Little League is a huge – they're in here all the time. If it rains, like they were – it was Shrevers in two cages and Scarborough Little League in two cages actually um, yeah. most nights it rained.
0: Yeah, I hate Scarborough softball just so you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. I hate them. Everybody hates them. I don't <laughs> think
2: you're alone too. They're so the good. Yankees.
0: They are the Yankees. Of, they are right. They're the Yankees of of high school softball. They're just so, so good. Why are they so good? I, uh, I. I mean, you're in Scarborough.
4: Think about how how long Tom Griffin has been the coach. Yeah. Think about how much energy he's put into that little league program and yeah. just make all those girls want to be a Scarborough varsity softball player. Every single like you come in here and see a nine year old kid in a Scarborough softball shirt. Their goal is to be on that Scarborough softball team,
2: the Red Storm. Right. Yep.
4: Which, as a South Portland softball player, it pains me, uh-huh. especially. It does. <laughs> but, but he did such such an amazing job. Like all those kids want to stay in Scarborough, want to be. It's all
2: about the feeder program. It right. is.
0: It is all about the feeder program. You're, you're spot on with that one, Max. the. the, the um,
2: we had a really good one at MGA.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was called Falmouth. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that that program, I've always said that the the, the person who uh, I'm putting in quotations recruits, it's not really recruiting. It's just you're you're feeding into your high school program. When you take over a high school program, and a lot of coaches fail at this, um, you're taking over the whole program for the whole town or city. Right. You are you are right. the pinnacle of the way your coaches should be saying the same thing. The that's the ultimate goal. If you're not doing that stuff, your program's going to die on the vine. Right. And it, there's programs, there's high school programs in the city of Portland. One's really good, one's really not. Right. And uh, not, I mean, Chevis is a different animal, but, <laughs> but the, uh, yeah, I hate Chevis <laughs> too, just, uh, <laughs> mostly because of Mac. But no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I kid. Uh, but they, you know, there's a reason for that. One of one of the coaches is very involved in in youth baseball, and the other one is not, and it's it's obvious, right? It's you know, five six years later, those kids all want to be. You know, wearing that that jersey and playing for that coach because that's who they know, right? Right. So in here, you get uh, the Lady Mavericks mm-hmm. from all over the place. Mm-hmm. You're pulling kids from. Have you have you gotten to know the areas that they're that you're pulling from for um, those teams?
4: My team has girl from Waterville, girl from Bangor, girl that oh, she's from Down East. I can never think of somewhere. There, yeah. um, got a girl from New Hampshire. You're such
0: a South Portland kid. Anything north of Freeport? Yeah, we don't, I we don't, don't know. know. Where we're I going. have no idea. I'm like, where? You are should you have
4: come?
2: the Waterville kid bring in some Winslow talent.
4: <laughs> we have a girl from Winslow. Yep. Yeah, there you go. Um, Good
0: to hear. Representing yeah. Black Raiders. Go yeah. Black Raiders.
4: Great New Gloucester, Lewiston. Um, gosh.
0: So you're pulling from all over.
4: Erskine Academy. One girl goes to. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. So. And these are just all girls who are super committed. Um, they want to get better. They want to play against the best competition out there. Um, and all of them, most of them are 7th and 8th graders. I got a couple of freshmen, but they all want to play in college. They all know that softball is their future.
2: Speaking of that, did you see when Danica posted that on FB uh, <laughs> about her purchasing main hits, that girl's swing? That was crazy. Yeah. And she's what, in seventh grade, Danica?
4: Yeah, she's in seventh grade.
0: Who was her coach, her private baseball coach, her softball coach? Me. <laughs> I just wanted to hear you say it. She <laughs> thought it was a trick question. Yeah, I know. <laughs>
2: the first thing I said to Danica when I saw that was, I was like, that looks like your swing. And she's like, well, that's because I was her coach. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so uh, will, will the other coach, Gleason, be in here uh, working, or is he, uh, he going to be a, a silent... Uh, of the partner just coming in for podcasts and things.
4: No, he'll be in here. I think probably he took the – he coaches at Yarmouth JV, yep. so I don't think if he knew going into the season that this is where we're going to be at, he wouldn't have taken that job. But yep. um, obviously he's there now, and so we'll have him after that.
1: <laughs> That's pretty cool. It is cool. Yeah. Are you How are the Clippers out? doing? Awesome. You don't do don't, don't ask win-loss. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. that, that awesome. question
0: is always uh, always directed at non-win losses it's always are the kids yeah. having fun are they learning yeah. you know and especially with a, with a gleason talking but <laughs> yeah. so are you looking forward to getting in here and, and doing some you know private lessons and and working with the, the business itself
1: i'm i'm looking forward to working with the business and helping in any way that she asks yeah uh <laughs> i'm not sure about private lessons you know i was a two-hand no break catcher <laughs> with mitt i'm I'm not up to the modern times, but I'm. Her dream is to coach in college, also. So I want to be here so she can do that. I'll sub in, and I just want to be on call and help in any way I can. You're wrong. He is a good dad. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it's funny that like, you just you, you never
0: stop, do you? You just it's it's you're, you're Your always. It a, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I can't imagine not doing what you're doing. I just, it, it it just makes sense. And I'm, I'm psyched that you guys have the relationship that you do in order to be able to do this. So it's cool that I love that. I love the fact that it was 2am and you just, did you snap up and you go, this is it. We're going I for get, it.
1: I get up early anyway, but I was battling and the light went on and I'm not a normal human. And I just, <laughs> it was 2am. I get up, I said, so I got to. This is so obvious what yeah. to do. Yep. Yeah. So I got up and went to the computer and text Bob. He wasn't up yeah. at the time. <laughs> <laughs> He's a normal human being. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's yeah. so
0: that's so cool. Well, we we wish you the very best um, of luck. And I I I know you're going to surround yourself with good people because yeah, I think you've been doing that your whole life. And I know you get tons of connections inside of the inside of the community. You're still young. You get, you got you probably know half of the girls that are still playing at the Division One level. Or their sisters or you know mm-hmm. so that could make for some really nice guests come yeah. come to Maine it's <laughs> right. really nice up here and you know and, and do some summer clinics and stuff so it's really exciting to be here right now 16 <laughs> days in and seeing you know stress on your face because I know in right. in six months <laughs> right. it's going to look a right. whole lot different and I want to come back here when right. when it right before your busy time like busy winter starts in in December and and talk again and talk to nick again and see how everything's everything's progressing and see the coaches that you got in here because as a coach's corner booth this is going to be like the mecca for us right we can pull in any coaches that you want that uh, that are doing the right thing
2: we should also congratulate danica on being named all tournament catcher last weekend in her
1: uh tournament you're o- still- only because she pulled a muscle and couldn't move <laughs> Did you really? It's a yeah, yeah. Nick, it's a little different position, uh, catching in what game she was playing. Yeah, yeah. I'm just yeah. throwing that out there. <laughs>
2: yes, her and, and my wife, Carrie and Dee Potter-Maxwell III, were playing last weekend in Taunton, Mass. And she actually made uh, – Danica made a great stretch. Uh, the throw was coming from the outfield, and she pretty much did a full split to try to get the girl out uh, at second. Unfortunately, the girl was safe, and Danica popped her hamstring. <laughs>
4: In slow pitch softball, <laughs> <laughs> it happens.
1: <laughs>
0: but it was very—it's a very competitive slow pitch softball. You must admit
2: that. Yeah,
4: yeah, for sure, for
0: sure. So we uh, we really appreciate you guys coming on, Nick. Thank you so much for sharing your story. Um, I hope you guys you share it out, blast it out there. This is a good good uh, PR thing for you guys if you want to. Uh, Take any sections of it off, then, then we're happy to do whatever. It says, I, I want to see you do so well. I know you're going to do it anyway because everything you've done in your life, you've been successful at. So I, I have no doubt in my mind that you're going you're to do great, and I, I appreciate you coming on the program. And I promise that I've done it right this time. Don't make promises you can't keep.
3: <laughs> no, thanks so much.
0: It's, it's absolutely our pleasure. John Gleason, the legend. I appreciate you coming in too, <laughs> <laughs> and thank you for buying it. He, John, John bought the beer tonight. He bought a uh, a Budweiser, which I've never had.
2: Tim's first that, Budweiser. I, yeah. I, I, I truly That's so
0: sad to me. What'd you <laughs> think? How was it? It's actually not bad. I, it, it gets a bad rap amongst my friends, but uh, but I like it. It's, it's no okay.
2: Milwaukee's best ice light. I mean, it's,
0: you're right. It's not the beast. I think. Uh, Do if, you feel any smarter? I don't. I feel dumberer. Oh, okay. I feel All like right. Steve from well, Bonnie like Eagle
2: might drink Milwaukee's best ice Light. I
0: don't think. Steve, I think that, I think Budweiser for Steve from Bonnie Eagle is like the upper echelon of beers. <laughs> I think it truly when he re, when he sees the commercial King of Beers, his eyes light up and <laughs> he's like, Wow, I'll never i never afford that, <laughs> you know. But he probably pick on the people that you know that, that make the beer and drink the beer. You know, he'll come back. He's he's not a, he's not a very popular guy. I don't think in Bonnie Eagle. And I don't think he's very popular with the podcast community either. Uh, he's not anymore. I, I know two guys that he's not popular with, <laughs> for sure. But uh, thank you guys for listening. And uh, thank you, Danica, for, for hosting and Nick and John. And, of course, Mad Max. Thank you, guys. Shalom.
1: If I had a million dollars.
3: If I had a million dollars.
1: will i buy you
3: a house. I would buy you a house.
1: And if I had a million
3: dollars, if I had a million dollars,
1: buy you furniture
3: for your house, maybe an ice chest or